Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in October of 2022. And welcome to episode 88, What Do You Do When You're Feeling Stuck in Math? First, we want to give a shout out to our friend, Kim Montague, who also is part of Math is Figure Outable. If you don't listen to that podcast, everybody, you absolutely need to. Yeah. She said, as a response for our episode 84 question, what are your favorite math routines? Her response was, you ladies are awesome. I want to be in your class this year, smiley face. Favorite routine is I have you need, of course. Okay, first of all, Kim, I want to be in your math class. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And secondly, Kim, I used I have you need yesterday with a class of kindergartners, and our goal was three then our goal was six, then our goal was 10. It was so much fun. And I had them use their fingers. You know, I was using, because it's, you know, God's natural base 10 system for us, right? Our natural manipulatives. So I would, I would put up how many fingers I had, you know, to say I have, and then they would show me how many they need to make our, our goal. So thank you, Kim. I used that yesterday. Awesome. All right. Our reflection for this week. I just wanted to go back to what I said in episode 85, when we talked about how do you structure your math block? And I said my dream one would be using Building Thinking Classrooms, BTC, all day, every day. What I neglected to say after I re-listened to it was that, yes, absolutely, I would start with a number sense routine. Yeah. I mean, hands down. Yesterday, I had to cover a class for fifth grade that I did not know. It was kind of like a last second thing. Oh, Laura, can you go cover? So I go upstairs. They're writing their agenda. This was first thing in the morning. And I'm thinking, I don't even know their schedule, but what am I going to do? So what did I do? I pulled out Steve Wyborny's Estimistries. So thank you, Steve. And before that, as they were writing in their agenda, I had pulled up Twitter because I remembered seeing something. And I pulled up the one that said, how would you solve this mentally for mental math? 150 times eight. And the kids, of course, one did standard algorithm in his head and I'm trying to record everything. I'm going to put a, a picture up on Twitter because I took a picture of all the kids' strategies. And I finally said, well, you know what? I want to share the strategy that I use. And I got to introduce them to having and doubling, which they had never seen before. I think I used that three times this week with different groups of kids. Yeah. It's such a powerful tool. And I literally skimmed the surface with it because I I would have wanted to get into a whole, what situations would this be good for and which ones would it not be good for? But you ended up having one of those, right? Yeah. We talked about doubling and having two and and same, same thing with fifth grade. They might have seen it, but it's been a while, right? Right. So it's not something that they've, they remember using because- It's not in their repertoire. It's it's not, it's not there. Right. And what we found, I, I forget what our- numbers were, but it was something like 63 times 14. And when we halved 14 to seven and then doubled 163 to 326, that 
just that step made it for an easier multiplication problem because you're going from double digit to single digit. And all the kids were like, oh, I like that. That's much (laughs) easier to solve. So even if you can't because a lot of times we say, well, you know, it, it, it's not going to get you anywhere because you're, you're going to stop at a at an odd number. Odd number, right. <laughs> but, right, even if you do, like it doesn't have to be something like 16 where if you have it, you get eight and then have it, you get four and then have it, you get to two, right? Even if you just have it and you get to a single digit, that does make the multiplication much easier. Well, can I just say one other thing? When- yeah. Because since I I did the mental math one first and I got to explain about do an explicit instruction of having and doubling, and then I went to the Steve Wyborny's Estimistries, of course, I started with the kindergarten one because, you know, who knows? And then I went to the one grades one to two, and then I went to the grades three through eight. And one of the, the, the main questions said something about one fourth of another number. So I said to them, oh. That's kind I mean, this is after a discussion, but how that's, oh, that's dividing it in half and dividing it in half again. Right. Which, I mean, thank you. That was just a, a huge blessing where they just flowed together because I literally pulled this, you know, yep, yep. <laughs> out of my back pocket. Totally. That's <laughs> exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> Uh, And I wanted to reflect too on now that we are into our book club and it is, and we've only read when we're recording this episode, we've only actually only met one time. So we've read the introduction and the, and the first chapter and already I'm seeing, wow, I, I really need to do better. (laughs) And I know that that's not giving myself a lot of grace. You know, we've talked about giving yourself grace. But because last year was still crazy and we we, we didn't start off right away the no. way that I wanted to start off. So I didn't get practice with BTC until much later. So it was like kind of far removed from my brain. And I didn't have like the luxury of time to create all these tasks. So I just used what was available to me. Right? right. And that was fine. And it's fine. And even in the book, he does say it's not about the task. It's how you present the task. And it's also about making sure that you're not, that, that that it is new information. Like any task can be challenging if they've never seen it, if it's never been taught directly to them. Right. Because now they're having to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that does make me feel better about just using like a, a textbook problem for something like fraction division, right? right. Because obviously they've never seen that before mm-hmm. and that was new to them. And so that made me feel better. But I still, I, I, I have a lot of work to do, Laura. <laughs> Uh, you know what? But, I don't think you're the only one. I have a lot yeah, of work to do too. Right, right. So it's okay. It's all right. I, I'm I'm owning up to it. But I I used I did use a task that I found from Play with Your Math, and, and that kind of was the I did tweet about it, mm-hmm. and that kind of sparked this whole conversation today because what? How do you help kids when they're stuck? Yeah. So. Yep. So we'll talk more about that. But I guess going into the good news part, also talking about our book club, Mm -hmm. we, can you believe we had someone from Croatia and someone from Australia come and join us in real time. I I was, I mean, I could not believe it because we were meeting at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So when the person from Melbourne came on, I was like, what time is it? And she said 6 a.m. I was like, what? And then the one from Croatia, it was 9 p.m. And I just, I'm blown away. I'm 
completely blown away. Our new friend in Croatia at Tanya Susi actually tweeted, thanks for making a difference in the parts of the world with limited access to quality PD. Teacher collaboration is so important. Wow. Like, <sighs> I know it gives me goosebumps. That's, I know. Oh, <laughs> so nice. Like we're, we're affecting people around the world. Yeah. Around the globe. Listen, they're affecting us too. So much It's Mutual. It's mutual. It is. Gosh. Uh, I I do have another piece of good news though that I want to share is that I, just as I I wanted to do, I taught the ratio table nice and early. So I actually taught it this week mentioning, and we talked about, you know, math is figure outable. So I had to, I had to throw that in too. So I'm so excited that we got through and I just showed them. So of, of course it's not something that they completely understand and are and are comfortable with yet but i'm so glad that i've i've introduced it now and when we get i'm going to reap the benefits when we get to measurement conversions. You know what? I think you're going to reap the benefits before that because at some point, I want you to bring out a multiplication chart when you're talking about ratio tables and just slap it up and be like, what do you notice? Right. Right. (laughs) And when it comes to fractions, what do you notice for equivalent fractions? Right. right? Yes. You're you're going to be using this so much more this year. Totally. I know that equivalent. Yeah. I I was thinking already with equivalent fractions that it's it's going to be really helpful. But even multiplying decimals, I think that that's going to be helpful too. I think that it's it's going to come in handy. So overall, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is what do you do when you're feeling stuck in math? Now, I know Karina has a, a real life story to share about what happened this week. And so do I. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So basically it just, you know, I presented this task to them about splitting 25 and then taking the add-ins and multiplying them and trying to find the greatest product. And you saw that and on Twitter, right? No, I, that was oh. from Play With Your Math. Oh, Play like With I mentioned, right. Right, I forgot. Um, By the way, I, I, mean, I, don't, I, just, I don't know that site. Is it? I a- didn't either. I saw it and it was somebody mentioned it in the book club. Oh, Play With Your Math. Okay, thank you. I'm going to write that. Our show notes. They'll be in our show notes. Yeah. And I, I'm watching kids problem solve, right? And, and did you the use other, 25? I used 25 as the example. Okay. And then I had them use 24 just because I wanted, I wanted them to use a different number. I didn't want to have to, you know, I didn't want to start it off. Of course. Uh, but you could have, you could have still done 20. I mean, it doesn't, it didn't really matter. Anyway, they, they just weren't trying. They, they didn't. Like- yeah. I don't know. They were like, they were frozen. They were frozen. Now I get it. It was also a Monday after <laughs> the hurricane oh, yeah, of we- like, you know, last week where we were very inconsistent. Yep. They were tired. So I understand all that, but it was just like, there was no oomph and there was no let me let what else can I do to try to figure this out? Like with they were just frozen and stuck and they were happy to be in that state. Oof. And I'm like, I'm not okay with that state. So how am I going to get you unstuck? Right. I feel like they just have never had to do it. I was going to say they've never been challenged, right? Because probably their previous teachers have swooped in to do the right. just in case scaffolding instead of the just-in-time scaffolding, right? I'm going right. to rescue you. Right. So what happened? So, I mean, I, I just, I I let them con- continue. They were kind of 
frozen. And so I, I, I did pull them back together and then just say, can we look around the room and just look at what you notice of the other boards around you? So we kind of sat or stood in the middle, but then some of them were even like just staring at me. Like they didn't even turn around to look at the boards, you know? So it's like, no, no, you have to physically turn your body around away from me so that you can look at what other work has, like, what do you see? And we talked about what they saw, but it was like, I, maybe it was just an off day because it was just, it really was like pulling teeth. Like, I'm just asking you to comment on what you see and nobody. Just asking to notice. (laughs) What do you notice? I just, just, just what do you see? We are literally not doing rocket science right now. (laughs) You could say the pen color is red. The pen color is blue. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Right. At this point, just give me something. Right. All right. And then what was your real example? Well, my mom has a car warranty. Okay. Okay. And about, I guess about 19 months ago, she bought the extended warranty through the dealership and she was going to pay it off in 18 months. Okay. I think her car warranty, I haven't asked her and she'll look at me in the car right now as we're listening to this. Was it a 36 month warranty mom? I think so because she has it on like auto pay, you know, on the credit card. Mm -hmm. And so up through August, it was being taken out. Well, in September, it hadn't shown up on her credit card statement and she had just brought her car in. So now she's like, oh my God, am I not paying this anymore? And she didn't realize the the length of her warranty versus how many months she was going to pay for it, right? Okay. So she called the dealership and they're like, no, it's, it's under warranty until blah, 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 2024. And so she, in her head, she couldn't make this math add up. And right. I didn't realize how much she was struggling with this until she called me yesterday and said how proud of herself she was for figuring this out. And I said, what, what, what happened? And she said, it literally kept her up all night the night before. Yes. Because she, it wasn't making sense to her. right? Right. She thought as long as I'm paying for it, I have the warranty. And once she stopped paying for it, she, I think she thought that's when my warranty runs out, but how could they say I still have it until 2024? So she was, she explained everything to me and then said she was so happy that she didn't bother me or other people, you know, to try to help her. But that yesterday she sat down and she was like determined to figure this out. So after she got everything settled in her head, that's when, because I talked to her every day after school, when I called her and I said, you know, how was your day? What'd you do today? And she said that she figured it out. I was like, mom, I am so proud of you because she did the standard for mathematical practice. Number one, which is Mm -hmm. make sense of problems and persevere in solving them. Mom, really, I am I'm going to start crying now. I am so proud of you because she has had math anxiety for so long that once I, it was probably in 2012 ish when I learned about number talks and we started having conversations because when Christian was little, I would throw something out in the car. We didn't have paper or pencil. And I've told this story before, but when we were yes. down on our way to the Sawgrass Mills Mall, I was like, how would you figure this out? How would you figure this out? And we all figured it out in a different way. Yeah. And I think just those kinds of conversations have reduced her math anxiety so much. Yay. You know? Yeah. 
So, yeah. mom, we are all proud of you. We are. Yay for mom. <laughs> Yay. Round of applause. So what did she do when she got stuck or felt stuck with this math? She kept trying. And that's right. that's one thing that you and I talk about. We actually, <laughs> listeners, we Googled a couple things right before this episode. Tell them what, what happened when you Googled about this. I'll tell them what happened when I Googled it. I Googled a few things. I Googled first, confused in reading anchor charts to look for images. Okay. Right? And tons, 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 hundreds of charts. Examples of charts and millions. Right. Uh, uh, Examples of charts of what you can do when you're stuck, when you, when you're not sure of what a word means or what to do, or, you know, a lot of it having like fixing your, your reading, right? Like those fix up strategies. Then I used the same search and just did confused in math anchor chart. And there was really nothing, nothing like it, it, it was vocabulary. So like, oh, you don't know what range mode median means. Here's what they mean. Right. Oh, you don't know what place value is. Uh, look at look at the, the location the of chart. the digit. Right, right, right. So it wasn't a you, you know what I mean. It wasn't what I was looking for. Like what what do you do when those kids are frozen and they don't know what to do? They're looking at the problem or they're just looking into space because they have nothing that they know to do. Right. So then I changed it to math problem solving chart. And unfortunately, when I did that. Everything that came up was cubes. Cubes, 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 cubes. (laughs) Which is, if you're not familiar with cubes, it's like like looking for um, keywords in sentences. But that's not going to give them – that's not going to help them if they have a problem like the one I gave them. Exactly. With 25, split 25, and then find the product of those add-ins. Right. There's no no keywords there. Like (laughs) – There's nothing. There's nothing. So that that's not what I was looking for. So yeah. So that's what my search came up with. And so I Googled what to do when you're stuck in math. And the first thing that came up with was from the art of problem solving.com. And I'll link this in the show notes where um, this wasn't what I was thinking of. I was thinking of like the guess and check and the use easier numbers and things like that. So this one says, do something. Another one says, simplify the problem. The third one is reflect on successes. I liked that one. You've solved lots of problems like before, you know, and uh, the fourth one, focus on what you haven't used yet. Five is work backwards. Six is ask for help. Seven is start early. Eight is take a break, which is probably one of my favorite ones. You know, you need to walk away from it for a little while. And then it gets into um, start over. Here's my, probably not my favorite one, but give up, right? (laughs) There's the complete opposite of SMP number one. Yeah. Be introspective and come back. And I think that's the kinds of stuff that we were looking for because another thing was, and I, I found posters, you know, I went to images for that posters highlighting 10 problem solving strategies, but it didn't say, you know, when you're stuck, it just said, or frozen. So is this coming back to problem solving, right? The one guess and check to make a table or chart. These were the things I was thinking of, but I think they're more like strategies for working out problems, not for when you're stuck, right? Right. But this other one said it was definitely kid-friendly because there's all these cutesy little graphics on there. When I get stuck, I can look at charts around the room. Think back to when this was taught. Skip the problem and try it 
Try again later. See, it didn't say just walk away. Close my eyes and take a deep breath. Try another strategy that I know. Remind myself that I can do it. Think of a helpful tool to use. Slowly reread the direction. I don't know if that's going to help, but you know, but it, you can try it, right? Think right. about what the question is asking. Find a new space to work. Sometimes that helps, right? Just get a new perspective of the room. Get a drink of water. Take my best guess. I don't know if that one's my favorite. Or raise my hand for help, right? Or go ask Go ask someone in your classroom. Right. We're all mathers <laughs> in there. We're all learning together. We are, we, the teachers, we don't have to be the fountain of knowledge. Right. So I think those are some of the things that kids can do when they get stuck in math, like actual things. Go take a drink of water. Go, go ask a friend, you know? Yeah. The only thing is when you ask a friend, you have to teach the kids not to just say the answer or say how right. to do it. You almost have to train them to be a coach or to be yes. a teacher that asks questions. Right. And I, you know, when I try to do that, I try to do that when I have them play games together. And if they don't know the answer and I'll say, I'll, I'll ask the kid a question. Well, do you, what do you think? Or what do you know about that? And when the kid comes up with the answer, let's say I'm modeling this for the whole class. I'll say to the whole class, do you see how I didn't tell the answer? I yeah. asked a question. Yeah. You're almost having to create little teachers yes. in the room, <laughs> you know? I think you make a good point there. I, I think I have to first teach them how to how to help mm -hmm. and second, how to look at somebody else's else's board because I didn't I haven't done that oh. as much like okay take take your group and and go right right and look because I I, I don't know why I anyway it's just not something that we we hadn't gotten to that point so well and also we haven't reread that part in the book so right not at the forefront right. of your mind <laughs> right and and it's true that like to, you know taking that little field trip to go to the like go talk to this group or go talk to right. this group. but they don't know how to talk to each other yet because it it when they do help, they're just giving answers. Yep. That's all they're doing. Yep. They're just like, oh, you have to do it like this. Right. No, that's not helpful. Um, but when it is a word problem, not enough times they're drawing a picture or visualizing it. So like if I were to make an anchor chart, I think that that would be keep trying would be like number one, mm -hmm. right? Like give yourself some positive, positive mindset kind of I messages. I can right. do this. I might not know how to do it yet, but I, I'm not going to give up. And drawing a picture. This is every year I see this issue. Kids don't draw a picture of what it is or they're not picturing it in their own mind. And that's something that we can do we can incorporate reading in reading skills because we say that all the time. Visualize this. What does this look like? So it is, that does go hand in hand. You okay. Know? You have to put up one of my cute little sayings, right? When in doubt, yeah. dap it out. Draw a right. picture. Yes. You know, I yeah. would like to put model there, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't quite sound the same. When in doubt, draw a model. Uh, right. Uh. <laughs> I do want to just say that when you do teach your kids to take a field trip, I tried to train the kids, at least at the beginning, to not talk and just yeah. listen to the other listen, group, right. right? Listen to what they're explaining, what they're writing, what they're drawing. You go around to the different groups and just be a listener, you know, be a, right. if you tell them, oh, go be a spy, that'll entice them to want to go do it, right? Right, of, right. Yeah. Listen. The way right? that I did it. <laughs> 
the way that I did it last year was stay in the middle of the room. Uh, so and just, you know, like you can take a little step forward so okay. that you're a little bit closer, but look in the middle of the room because that's what would happen is they would distract. Yes. And then other the other kids who are working then stop and then they're not they like have lost their momentum. And maybe so, as teachers being the facilitator, we just go around and eavesdrop. And when we come back to the consolidation part, say, I came and I eavesdropped because eventually this is what other people are going to do. They're not going to ask right. you a question at first. They're just going to eavesdrop onto your into yep. your conversation or onto your conversation, right? Yes. All right, listeners, our challenge for you this week is tell us what do you do when your students or you are feeling stuck in math? And if you have anchor charts, share those on Twitter with us. We'd love to see what kind of routines you have in your classroom. I, I need some help. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag LearningThroughMath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.